Imagine knowing exactly what your students are learning and exactly which steps you need to take next. Join us in Down With The Reading Quiz to craft meaningful and productive formative assessments that move away from gotcha moments of basic recall and toward assessing what your students actually can do. In this 30-minute free masterclass, we'll share three powerful assessment keys that work for any novel at any time of the year. Head to shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to sign up, and we'll also send you a free workbook to keep track of all your notes. Once again, that's shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to nail formative assessments forever. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Marie. What are you up to later? Want to join me for happy hour? I'm all in. And guess what's amazing? Our listeners and friends of the podcast can also join us because Brave New Teaching Happy Hour has officially launched. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. We are officially hanging out a little bit longer after school with an extended extra private podcast feed just for you. Yes. Members of Happy Hour get extra 15 minutes of the podcast, give or take, because you know us, we run a little bit long. It's just kind of how we are. But if you would like to get in on this Happy Hour action, please join us. It is only $5 a month. Head to curriculumrehab.com slash happy hour and get yourself signed up because when you're there, Amanda, tell our friends what we do every month for our Happy Hour members. I think my favorite part is coming up with a new free resource for our listeners every month. And then we pretty much break down that resource and how to use it. We also like to have guests on to do extended episodes and even Q&A that's just for you about that resource. It's really exclusive and super private just for you. So if you are like us and you like hanging out, you like chit-chatting about all things that are teaching, teacher life, and everything under that umbrella, join us for happy hour and we will see you there. Bye. Bye. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Brave New Teaching. We have a very special episode for you all today. And if you don't recognize my voice by now, I am Amanda, and I am half of the Brave New Teaching duo, and I am just here to give you a very quick introduction to today's special episode. Marie and I have been longtime friends with Betsy Potash, the host of the Spark Creativity Podcast. And it would be an undersell to tell you that Betsy has the most passionate love affair with English and supporting teachers. We have talked with her before on the podcast about hexagonal thinking. You've heard probably some ads uh, referring you back to check out her podcast. And now we have the opportunity to do a pod swap. We are swapping episodes on each other's platforms. So today you're going to hear a full Betsy episode from start to finish, all about creating interesting, creative classroom spaces. And I think you're really going to love it. And once you've listened to it and you've decided that you love it, we encourage you to pop over to the Spark Creativity Podcast follow, subscribe, leave a rating, and do all the good things that our community of podcast listeners do for one another. Especially as a group of educators, you guys know exactly how much a positive review, a follow, and a like means in this world of community and support for one another. We are all here to be collaborative and work together. So without further ado, we hope you thoroughly enjoy Betsy's episode on the Brave New Teaching Podcast. Let's cue the music. 
listening to Brave New Teaching, a podcast for educators challenging the status quo. I'm Amanda, and I'm a high school English teacher in Illinois. And I'm Marie, and I'm also a high school English teacher in Southern California. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited today for two reasons. For one, this show is going to be incredible, and I can't wait for you to listen in to the classroom of design ideas of my five wonderful creative guests. For another, it's now just one week until my family and I leave for our new home in Bratislava, Slovakia. By the time you hear this, I may just have packed my microphone into one of our 10 suitcases. That's right, 10. But back to our real focus for today. My guests are Ashley Bible from Building Book Love, Angela Stockman, author of Creating Inclusive Writing Environments, Megan Fairchild from Miss Fairchild Creates, Amanda Cardenas from Mud and Ink Teaching, and Stacey Lamb from The Engaging Station. Each guest is going to share one or two of their favorite ideas for designing creative classroom spaces, and you'll hear from me at the end. So without further ado, please welcome these marvelous guest experts. Hey there, I'm your host, Betsy Potash, and one-pagers, project-based learning, and choice reading are my jam. I believe in you, and my goal is to help you explore all the creative possibilities you dream of for your classroom. I'm an educator, a chocolate cake aficionado, a traveler who can't wait to get back to Barcelona, and the kind of mom who brings her own mini makerspace to her kid's classroom when she comes to volunteer. I know this for sure, creativity isn't always easy. As a creative teacher, you get parent calls you treasure, and plenty of sidelong comments you'd rather forget. But here's the bottom line. Creative education can ignite a spark in your students and change their lives forever. You and I know this. You're an innovator. And while it's sometimes hard, it's so worth it. So let's explore the world of creative education together. Welcome to the Spark Creativity Teacher Podcast. Hello, my name is Ashley Bible from Building Book Love, and I'm so excited to be here and share my favorite classroom design tip with you. In almost every classroom, you will have at least one big blank wall that you do not know what to do with. And usually what happens when you don't have a plan for a big blank wall is that you'll fill it up with just random stuff maybe posters left over from yonder years or just little pieces of paper that you want to hang up and different things. And while that's fine, it will oftentimes create a wall that looks very cluttered and distracting to the eye when you see it. So what I like to do is to create something large for a big blank wall that is budget-friendly and calming and eye-catching and that pulls the whole room together. So one of the funny things that I'm kind of known for, probably biggest trick that I use, is to go shopping for a really pretty artistic shower curtain. (laughs) And use that shower curtain as a piece of art. So you can find shower curtains with any sort of design that you like. Um, I've used a mountain scene. I've used a sunset. I've used moon and stars for my books are magic theme that I had going. Literally anything you like, you can find a shower curtain for that. 
and they are usually around $15. If you want to get a little pricey, uh, you can find some for around 30 And all you do is just, you can just hang it up straight using uh, command hooks on the little hooks for the showers, or you can take it a step further. And I'll put a picture of this in the show notes, but you can put a piece of wood on top of the shower curtain. I just hot glue it. Um, and attach a little wire hanger. And then suddenly you have a framed work of art that will make a big impact on your big blank wall. Another tip that I like to do is to create student murals or rather have them create them. So you can do this as a kind of a get to know you type activity. Let's say your theme for your room is owls. So you would give each student a piece of paper that relates to a get to know you, and they would end up making a mural out of that piece of paper in the shape of an owl. Now, an owl could be a little bit on the challenging side, but I'll give you some easy ones. I've created feathers, kind of like that mural in Nashville. I'm from Tennessee, if you can't tell, (laughs) but uh, the feather mural that everybody takes a picture of, those are so easy to create. Just have your students cut out a shape of a feather. They can write something on there, whatever get to know you, you want. I've even done this activity when we've read The Raven. They had to put their answers on a feather and then we created a raven mural. There are so many options you can do with this type of mural activity and it really lets students have a part in your classroom and it creates a cool display that they will kind of, even though if they might be too cool for school, they will sneak and take a picture with your mural. (laughs) All right, so I hope these two tips helped. You can find me at Building Book Love on Instagram and I'll see you then. Bye. Hi everyone, I'm Angela Stockman. I am the author of Make Writing and Creating Inclusive Writing Environments in the K-12 Classroom. Um, This is my 27th year in education and I have had the good fortune to design multiple classrooms for public school writers to, to enter at the beginning of a new school year. I've also designed six different maker spaces for writers in my local community and a bunch of pop-up studios elsewhere. I have kind of an uncommon bit of advice um, for those of you who are an- anticipating the start of a new school year. I'm wondering if you might leave the walls empty in your classroom. I know that that's a big ask, especially for those of you who, like me, really enjoy dreaming up super cute things to put all over the walls. I love that too. Um, But what I found really rewarding is covering the walls in butcher paper instead and hanging it with painter's tape so it doesn't damage your paint and giving kids markers and magazines and pencils and all sorts of sticky notes and index cards and scraps of paper and inviting them to use that space to sketch up or mock up what they'd like to see the classroom look like. And they may comment on everything from what hangs on the walls and how it's created to how the furniture is arranged and how they use the space as writers. This is a really inspiring thing to do. And I usually um, call it a design lab um, or a design party. Uh, And it's an awful lot of fun. You can make it a celebration of sorts. 
um, have treats for them if you're allowed to do that in your pre-COVID classroom. But um, it's just a, a wonderful way to make sure that you're seeking representation and accessing the voices of those who are going to use that space. You can follow me on Instagram at Angela um, Stockman or in the Building Better Writers group on Facebook. I'm also uh, on Instagram at Instagram.com, Angela um, Space Make Writing. And I would love to see you there. Hey, everyone. I'm Megan Fairchild from Miss Fairchild Creates. I'm super excited to be sharing with you some tips and strategies I have for making your classroom a beautiful and inviting space for your students. That doesn't mean your classroom needs to be Pinterest perfect or that you need to go spend a ton of money decorating. The tips I'm sharing really are fairly low at cost, um, really could be free almost. And of course, I do want to say you can spend what you want on classroom decorations. I'm not saying one way or the other, but the tips I'm sharing are meant to be ones that you really could do over the summer and have ready for the next school year. So the one I want to share about is classroom decorations that speak to who you are as a person. Um, I think that's a really big part of building relationships with students is that they see you as a human and they want to know about you. Um, One way I do this is to share photos on a bulletin board that students can see. They love to ask about my family, my nieces and nephews, places I've traveled, and my friends. And it's always fun connecting with them this way because almost always they share something in return um, about their family, their friends, things like that. Another way to let students feel comfortable is to um, display decorations that really share the messages of comfort, inclusivity, things like that. And I do this through posters and some other things. Um, One place that I get posters from is amplifier.org, which is a wonderful website that has a ton of free posters and activist art that you can print using your classrooms. I also love to display quotes from activists throughout history, which you can make yourself on Canva, on PowerPoint, or I have some for free that I'll tell you about later um, that I made myself. My bulletin board that houses some of these quotes is one of my favorites, and I think it's my one of my students' favorites, too, the past few years. So the bottom of that bulletin board features color-printed cutout photos of some favorite activists throughout history, authors, and other influential and important people. I cut out the photos of the people and stapled them on there like a collage. A lot of the figures on this board are ones we learn about and from during our school year. So it's really fun for students when they start to be able to identify the people on the board and they know some stuff about those people from our lessons. Another one that I want to share is probably more directed to ELA teachers and involves your classroom library. I have a big classroom library, so that means a lot of shelves. One of my favorite things to do is decorate the tops of my shelves with knickknacks that tell students more about myself. And recently, I've been buying art um, from BIPOC artists, which is more of an investment, but it also is a really cool way to show who you are and to tie into your curriculum. And then, of course, there are a wide variety of books on the shelves, on um, stands, featuring many different voices. So the library is a really open space for students to explore and browse, and while they do that, they're able to talk to me about what they're looking at, too. So really, any of these quick little tips help create a classroom that's inviting, warm, 
and does send a message of inclusivity to your students. You can say so much without saying anything at all, and that's the power of effective classroom decoration and environments that you create yourself. Um, I'd love to connect with y'all over on Instagram. You can find me at, at Miss Fairchild Creates. That's where you can find more photos of my classroom, more tips and lessons. Plus, there's a Google Drive of freebies, including those quote posters. So I look forward to seeing y'all there. Hi there, everyone. My name is Amanda from Mud and Ink Teaching, and I am so excited to share with you my life-saving, revolutionary change that I made in my classroom to create a space that was both more interactive and brought me more peace of mind. Yes, truly. This is both a classroom management and interactive activity that go together in harmony. So if you're to think about the top 10 questions that kids ask you around October, November that absolutely drive you nuts, the things that you spent all of August and September explaining and reiterating, things like, can I go to the bathroom? What is your classroom policy on the bathroom? Things like, uh, where do I turn this in? Or even the very favorite question, what are we doing right now? Whatever the questions are that kids tend to ask you over and over and over again, why don't you create an FAQ station in your room, a frequently asked questions area of your classroom? What I did is I I selected a back corner where I created 10 posters that were labeled with each of the 10 most frequently asked questions that most frequently drove me crazy. And with those questions, I posted a QR code. The QR code, when kids scan it, goes to a video of me answering the question. And in case you're wondering, yes, I had some fun making these videos and they're a little bit sarcastic in responses. But by the time students start getting to the point where they're asking you repetitive questions that you've already answered a hundred times, you can now just point to the corner of your room where the FAQ station is and students can head over there, scan the code and get the answer. You don't have to give them the answer again. They can go find out for themselves exactly what it was you wanted them to do. And in the meantime, it creates a really beautiful little area of your room. And I used it and incorporated in my nature theme and all the decor that was in my room as well. I've got lots more examples that are available for you. If you want to check out the show notes, you can see one of my videos and how it looked in my room. Whenever you're thinking about creating a more interactive and beautiful classroom space, think about how you can overlap classroom management, routines, and all of your expectations into the beauty and design of your classroom. I wish you the best of luck this year, and I hope to see you around social media. You can find me on Instagram at Muddening Teaching and more ideas and pictures in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everyone. I'm Stacey Lamb from The Engaging Station. During our various experiences with distance education, one common experience many of us faced was the lack of social presence and the lack of that community feeling. And many of us who had no prior experience with distance education didn't even know how to best build that sense of belonging and community. As we approach next year, my tip for you relates to getting your students more involved in getting to know each other and expressing their identities while simultaneously helping you decorate your room. In my classroom, I have posters and pictures of people everywhere. I like covering my wall space, and I like having a cohesive theme that ties it all together. 
So during the first few days of school, think of a way that your students' work and art can become part of your classroom decoration. Perhaps you can give them some cardstock and they can write a memorable quote that means something to them, or perhaps they can create a watercolor painting of something that brings them peace and joy. Maybe they can write a poem, create a mind map, visually represent what it means to be them, and more. But the idea is this. They create and help you decorate. If you want to fit things within the theme of your existing decorations, consider providing certain colors of paper and markers and other materials. If you don't have a theme and that's stressing you out, well then let them have total creative control and just watch what happens. I'm definitely planning on doing this when we return in August, so if you want to connect and see what I do, then you can check me out on Instagram at The Engaging Station, and you can also go to my website at TheEngagingStation.com. I hope you have a great summer and a great return to the next school year. Okay, it's me again, Betsy. I wanted to share a really helpful tip that I actually didn't discover until I had children and needed to find places to hang the constant barrage of beautiful art they created on a daily basis. I tell you, the little string I hung up with clothespins on it for art in our playroom has probably held 500 pieces of their work during COVID. So here's my tip for your classroom, and I hope you'll try it. Create easily changeable displays. When I first started teaching, all my student work displays were unique. Putting up a new display was time-consuming because I had to change over the display header, take down all the old work, which was usually taped to the walls, and then make maybe 400 new tape rolls to put up the new display. Since it took forever, I couldn't do it that often. Please, learn from me and avoid this time drain and stumbling block. At the start of the year, set up flexible display areas. That can mean bulletin boards covered in pretty paper with a header like you should be proud or creative genius, something that can work for anything. It could mean a wall covered in string zigzagging back and forth with clips hanging along it where you can easily put up anything you like in seconds. It could mean empty frames you pick up at Goodwill and spray paint in your favorite classroom color then hang together to await epic work on one wall. Flexible displays will save you many hours, but more importantly, they'll make it easy for you to keep students surrounded by their own current amazing work, helping them take pride in what they're up to and be inspired for the next creative step they're about to take. Are you feeling excited? We can't wait to see what you do with all these fun ideas. I hope you'll send a quick DM on Instagram to any of the guests that inspired you today, thanking them for sharing their ideas. And if you're in the mood, screenshot this episode and tag me with your plans for your classroom so I can reshare your big takeaways and inspire others to listen. Until next time, take care of yourself and stay creative. Thank you all so much again for tuning in to this episode. We hope you loved hearing from Betsy. Again, I'm Amanda from Brave New Teaching, and thank you for stopping by. You can find more from Betsy at nowsparkcreativity.com, and be sure to check out her membership called The Lighthouse, where she supports teachers in their endeavors to be creative in their classrooms all year long. Thanks for tuning in, and see you next week.